Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Exurgat Deus et Dissipentur et Amici Eus et Fugiancio Deduntiu Ma Facia Eus. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio. Contra niquitiam et insidias diabolia sopra isidium. Imperatili Deus, supplicas de precamur, tuque princeps militae caelestis, satra maliosque spiritus malignos quiat peditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, infernum netrude. Amen. Coriesus sacratissimum miserere nobis, mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Sancta Petrus, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> I allowed myself to get kind of scooped up into the debate again. And admittedly, you know, I've obviously had much to say about, you know, Pope Francis and his actions and all of that. But I just saw the beginning tremors. I just, when it, so when I start to recognize patterns, it's actually pretty early on. It, um, something happens once, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, fluke. But the minute it happens a second time, 
the very moment I realized that twice we're going to enter into this discussion again. It means that we're headed down a path that if we're not careful, we're going to set our set ourselves up for our own destruction. And we seem in the ninth month of 2024 of the year of our Lord it seems we're going to have the debate again about whether or not Pope Francis is in fact Pope. And this is going to be the thing that's going to begin to break us and disorganize us. And so to my friends out there who are set of contests, on this topic, shut up. In the same way that we're not going to convince the rabid liberal left-wing crazies out there about the veracity of the gospel of Christ because they've gone reprobate, And inasmuch as supporters of, say, Donald Trump are never going to convince the rabid Trump haters that Trump is not, in fact, the worst thing in the world, because everybody's set, and simultaneously, you're not really going to convince a Trump supporter to stop supporting Trump, okay? We have been polarized into our camps, and convincing people is not our job. So to those who are defenders of the position that Francis is the Pope, shut up. And to those who are set of contests, shut up. Unless you're a priest, a bishop, a cardinal, Someone who's explicitly studied this and can explain it in such a way that is not going to immediately start making everybody rabid. Shut up. Because whether or not Francis is in fact the Pope is immaterial to the lives and the salvation of Catholics. We have great saints who supported popes and anti-popes. And they both went to heaven. Both sides went to heaven. Because Because who the pope is, is immaterial. That Catholics are living a Catholic life is what's important. We are under attack as a church by people who want to remove Christ the King fully from the world stage, completely out of the world altogether. And you're getting hung up as to whether or not some globalist wannabe who wears the white cassock, whether or not he can actually do the things he can do. We have to focus on being Catholic. This argument isn't going to help anybody. It's a distraction. I've said it several times in the past. The fact that we have someone like like Francis, I almost said Francis, that's funny. 
<clears throat> the fact that we have someone like Francis wearing white and expositing himself as though he were the vicar of Christ while simultaneously not taking up the mantle of being the vicar of Christ is perfect. We have an opportunity. You want to argue whether or not he's the Pope? We have a prime opportunity to explain to everybody who does not understand the concept of papal infallibility what that actually means. And Francis is the prime, prime opportunity. There's never been a better time. There are millions of people out there who do not understand that we do not follow the guy in white if he's wrong. They think that if he's wrong, we're going to follow him anyway. They don't have a proper understanding of obedience. We have a prime opportunity. It's it's probably the most selfish thing I can say about wanting Francis to actually be Pope and referring to him as Pope Francis and calling him the Holy Father because the fact is, is with every one of those, every time you call him Pope Francis, every time you refer to him as the Holy Father, every time you refer to him as His Holiness, when you say to his face, Your Holiness, you are accusing him of everything that he's not doing. You are reminding him, and you know he doesn't like it, because if he was all about it, he'd let you kiss the ring. He hates being reminded that he is the vicar of Christ. By that rationale, every single person who goes to visit him should get on, should get on bended knee and kiss the ring of the Pope. To remind him, he is the Pope, and he has a specific job that he's supposed to be doing that he is not doing. And if you don't like the fact that people are kneeling and kissing your ring, if you can't accept the obeisance that people are showing you, then take off the cassock and get out of the Vatican. If you're not willing to be the Catholic Pope, if you're not willing to be the leader of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, if you're not willing to be the shepherd of shepherds, the servant of the servants of God, if you're not willing to be that thing, get out of the cassock and get out of the Vatican. We have an opportunity now to demonstrate to the whole world what Vatican I was talking about when they were talking about papal infallibility. They never got to finish the conference, so they never got to finish the definitions. And we have a whole slew of Catholics who do not understand what it means to be obedient to the Pope. And it's funny, because it took a secular movie like The Last Samurai to actually show. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, I would highly recommend on this key thing you most definitely need to understand, because they did a fantastic job in the rebellion against the emperor, the rebellion was staged for the emperor's benefit. They rebelled because they were the servants of the emperor. They saw that this thing that was not Japan was coming to Japan and was destroying the soul of Japan. And so they rebelled in obedience 
They rebelled and resisted in obedience to the emperor because the emperor is Japan. And in that exact same way, that one truth that resonated with everybody in the audience, everybody in the audience understood that it was because they were obedient that they had to do what they were doing. Well, it is because we are faithful Catholics that we must do what we are doing. And we have an opportunity now to show everybody who thinks that we're papologers, that we will follow the Pope in all things, that we will whatever... We have an opportunity to show them what Catholicism really is. And we stand against this imposter. Not because he's always going to be the imposter. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people are forgetting. These are the things that, in all, like, legitimately, Francis can be the Pope. If Jorge Mario Bergoglio repents and turns back and does what he is supposed to do as the vicar of Christ, as the servant of the servants of God, as his holiness, as the Pope, if he turns back and regains his Catholicity, he can be the Pope. But as long as he pursues this globalist, worldly, secular, climate change, abortive agenda, he's not This is one of the reasons why I've continually made the argument that whether or not Francis is the Holy Father is similar to is similar in perspective when we look at the Eucharist. If the priest does not follow the function, does not follow the rubrics, does not do what he is supposed to do, if he does not have the intent of doing what he is supposed to do, then the bread and the wine on the altar remains bread and wine. If he's not even in line with what the church is doing and he's, you know, whatever, and he, and he doesn't follow the rules, he can invalidate whether or not that bread and wine actually transubstantiates and becomes the, blood and the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we won't know. We would never know. Think about this. In the traditional Latin Mass, most of it you can't really hear, particularly when, when the priest is actually consecrating the host, when he's actually when he's actually doing what he's supposed to do in or in order in order to transubstantiate the bread and wine into the body and blood. If the priest were to just whisper some unintelligible things and then say the words that the server needs to hear in order to do the responses, if he were to say nothing, we in the pews would not know. And the bread and wine would still be bread and wine. If the priest were to fake the funk at the altar and not actually say anything of what he's supposed to say at the at the altar when he's being quiet and he's actually doing the consecration, we wouldn't know. 
five rows back, ten rows back, all the way back in the back of, of the room? I wouldn't know. I can understand the words. I know the words that he's supposed to say. But if I can't hear them, and he decides not to say them, and instead he says something that's just close enough sounding without the intent, without anything, he's just trying to go through the motions, I would never know that, that, the, that the host never became the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I wouldn't know. There is nothing to tell me in this material world whether or not the transubstantiation took place. And so it is with the Pope. He was supposed to be the Holy Father. He is supposed to be the Vicar of Christ. He's supposed to be the emissary of our Lord. He's supposed to be the one that confirms and passes down everything that was given to him in the deposit of faith and make sure that we retain it. He is supposed to confirm the brethren in the faith. But if he does not do those things, then he ceases, and he does not believe those things, then he ceases being Pope. But there's nothing materially to indicate to me what the spiritual reality is. Now, the next pope can come in and say Francis was not the pope. And we may or may not make it to that point. I mean, we may all die in a nuclear war, and there might only be like 58 people in and around Rome that ever find out who the new pope is, and the new pope may say, that's exactly what led to this, and we're never doing that again. Okay, cool. But if Francis repents, if Francis turns back and he begins actually being the vicar of Christ, first off, in all honesty, I think they'd assassinate him. I think the powers that be are perfectly happy that he's doing exactly what he's doing. He's being a little bit unorthodox in how he's doing it, as, as was demonstrated by Michael Matt in his most recent episode of The Remnant, because, you know, people generally expect... You know, the Pope to say something like, God bless you, God be with you all, the Lord be with you, or some, something, of those something along those lines, and he didn't. And it makes it very clear, very obvious, that Francis is not trying to be the Holy Father. He's trying to be a global leader. He's trying to be on the world stage as one of those elites. Okay. But to say that he's not not and can never be the Pope, we don't know. The Cardinals who elected him know. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And they're not saying... And that's on them. Whether or not he went through whatever ceremonies or whatever it is that's supposed to be that makes a person the Pope, I don't know. I don't even know what's involved. Why? One, I'm not a bishop. I'm not a priest. I've never been to seminary. There is a certain degree of stay-in-your-lane-itis that needs to happen with all of this. We cannot afford to let ourselves get terribly distracted by the ins and outs. Do I believe that Francis is the Pope? I don't even believe the Pope. I don't even believe Francis is Catholic. So how can I believe that he's the Pope? But I also cannot close the door on his conversion. Because if he converts... Dear family, there is nothing... For those of you who follow the prophecies, you know, uh, Marie-Julie Jenny... Um, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of La Salette. For those of you who follow the Marian apparitions and the and, and all of the prophecies that talk about in those days just prior to the triumph of Our Lady's Immaculate Heart, there is nothing that says that he can't be both the imposter and the Pope. Materially speaking, there is nothing that says he can't be both. Why? Because we have this thing called repentance. And if Francis repents, if he goes to, if, because even the Holy Father has to go to confession. Do you not understand? Even the Holy Father has to go to confession. Now for popes like St. Pius X, I'd imagine, I'd imagine the sins of, of Pope St. Pius X being something like if you were being stoned by the sins of the, uh, of, the, of the person making the confession, it would be like getting hit with kernels of popped popcorn. I can't imagine those sins would be all that terrible. You know, I can't imagine the sins of Mother Teresa being so horrendous. There's no point where I think that Mother Teresa blasphemed. There's no point where I think that Pope St. Pius X blasphemed. Or did anything that bad. 
So it might be a bigger set of, you know, Francis might be due some greater graces when he comes back, if he comes back. But for everybody who's saying that he can't be the, but that he's, we don't know. Unless somebody says he didn't do anything except put on the white cassock and step out and step out on the balcony. And he was not canonically elected. And all of those things that we cannot know until somebody comes forth and says something about it. For right now, what appears to be the body of Christ is in the monstrance. And we don't know whether or not it's been consecrated. And that's where we're at. That's the equivalent. We assume, rightly, that if the priest goes through everything that he's doing in order, in order to consecrate the host, then when, then when the host... <clears throat> Interesting, that's been waiting to fall off for like five days now. Um, <clears throat> then when the host is placed into the monstrance, it is most definitely the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that's in the monstrance. But if he did none of those things and he just put a piece of bread in there, an unconsecrated host, we would not be able to tell the difference. Its image to us would still be the same. The imago would still be the same. And short of actually having the supernatural gift of the discernment to that level, we would have no way of telling. Well, the inverse is true. The outward appearance, while lacking, because he could have actually done the solid of, wear, of wearing the accoutrements that the, that the Holy Father adds to, that symbolize the things that make it known that he is, in fact, the Vicar of Christ, while those accoutrements are missing, we don't have anything visible to cling on to, to say, he was not consecrated properly. He did not assume the office in a proper manner. We do not have the testimony of anybody to say <coughs> that they violated and that they violated the rules and therefore invalidated his election. We don't have that. So if you want to get tied up in all of those things, the things that we cannot know, cool, great. You're wasting your time. If you believe that Jorge Mario Bergoglio is not, in fact, the Pope, that he was not canonically elected, if you believe that he is an imposter and always was an imposter and never intended to become the Pope and had no and nothing about him is the Pope, that's fine. Then the worst thing that you can do to him is to call him Pope, to call him the Holy Father. To effectively, with every breath, every time that you say, Your Holiness, <clears throat> Your Holiness, Holy Father, Papa Francesco, every time you utter those words, it's an accusation. You accost him with, with his betrayal, with his infiltration, with his usurpation, with every one 
when you go up to him and you bend and you bend the knee and you kiss the ring or try to kiss the ring because he's not going to let you kiss the ring. <clears throat> well, I can tell you he would not be able to stop me from kissing the ring. At least not without breaking his hands. I'm just saying. That's an option. <clears throat> because if all of the rubrics, if everything else that's required in order to make him Pope was done properly, then what we're waiting for to have a Pope is his conversion. And Francis before the conversion and Francis after the conversion can be two very different people while still being the same man and fulfilling both the role of the anti-Pope and the Pope. As of right now, I do not believe that Francis is Catholic, but he's in the office. And I believe he can be Catholic. I believe he can turn back and become Catholic. I believe that he can come back to the faith. Somewhere back there in Francis's life, at one point, Francis was Catholic. At one point back there, Cardinal Bergoglio somewhere in his in his antecedent life he was catholic it may have only been for 45 seconds at his baptism but at some point back there he was catholic and he can be catholic again because christ both accused peter of being satan and told him that he was going to be the rock upon which, upon which Christ would build his church. And when he converts to confirm his brethren. You want to argue about whether or not he's Pope, you're getting in the wrong argument. <clears throat> now is the time to talk about papal infallibility. Now is the time to teach people what Catholics are supposed to believe about the office of the Pope. Now is that time. Bishop Schneider could be wrong about a lot of things, or he could be right about everything that you believe he's wrong about. What I don't believe is I don't believe that Bishop Athanasius Schneider is a liar. I don't believe that anything that's false is intentional. Everything that is good about a person is due to God, and everything that is bad about a person is due to their own failings. How do we not understand this? Bishop Strickland Everything that is bad about him is about his own personal failings. And everything that is good about him is, is directly by the grace of God working through him. 
anytime I get something right on this podcast. It's not me. I am a wretch. I don't know how many times I have to say this on this podcast. I am a wretch. I'm not a good man. For crying out loud, I just actually threatened to break the Pope's hand if he ever tried to pull his hand back when I go to kiss the ring. How good of a person could I really be? We get caught up in the argument as to whether or not the sea is vacant. And we're going to lose the plot. Instead of a contest, I got it. You don't think that the sea has been active since, like, anybody's actually been in the seat since, what, the before the election of Pope Paul VI or whatever? Okay, fine. Your argument is not helpful. It's not. If you listen to yourselves, if you were to step back from yourselves and listen to the arguments that you guys make online, I'm a pretty open-minded person. I want to understand the direction that other people are coming from. And you people really drive me nuts. Because three sentences in, I don't want to listen to you anymore. As to, I'm actually not even going to say any further names. There is one other. There is one other person who has made the argument, in a nutshell, that I've just made. Pretty much, I assume that I'm on mostly the same wavelength until I got to that part about the fact that Francis can convert, become Catholic again, and therefore be the Pope. Until somebody activates the mechanism by which Francis is taken out of the white cassock and thrown out of the Vatican. I don't even want to hear that argument anymore either. I am a mechanic. The machine has to work to be true. And right now, whether it's because somebody is not putting the key in the ignition or not turning the key or the battery is disconnected, but for some reason the mechanism by which we keep the church moving is not working. The fact that Francis has espoused heresy in a very public manner, he has taught it, he has, goes around the world teaching it, he's always talking about everything except our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We know that he is a materialist. We know this. We can see it. it. It is a very obvious thing that does not remove him from the administration of the Roman church. And until the mechanism by which we remove him is established, activated, and executed... Whether or not he's the Pope is moot. It is not even a good argument. You can tell me all day, oh, this is, this is what's real. 
cool. What are you going to do about it? Our faith is not just a faith of belief. It is a faith of action. Faith without works is dead. So for all of you out there who are banging on about this, that, and the other, I can tell you what I can do about it. If Francis is not the Pope, it's immaterial. 2000 If we go back to 500 AD and I'm living it and I'm a Catholic by for some reason living in the Americas, I have absolutely no access to what the Pope teaches. And so whatever happens in the church at large is absolutely immaterial to me so long as I stay Catholic. So the church can teach about climate change, that's great. Climate change isn't Catholic. We have a teaching on climate change. It's St. John's Apocalypse. And the climate changes drastically in that teaching. I hope I've been clear. Because we can talk about them all we want. But until somebody does something about them, it's moot. It's absolutely moot. But we have an opportunity. The opportunity that we have right now is to teach about papal infallibility is to teach what that actually means. And there's no better way to do it than with a pope who's spouting off heresy left and right. Now is the prime time. Now is the perfect time to teach what the actual teaching is on papal infallibility. Now is the time to show people that to be Catholic doesn't mean that you blindly follow the Holy Father into hell. It means that if the Holy Father is taking is take, gathering a bunch of people to go to hell and taking them with him to hell, then we don't follow him. But if he's gathering the faithful to bring us into heaven, then we follow him. My sheep know my voice. And we have an opportunity now to show that. To show that we know the voice of God. That we know the voice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we know when he's speaking through the Pope. That's what we have a time for now. This is a prime opportunity for that. It was the number one thing that came out of the First Vatican Council. Was everybody immediately, oh my goodness, the Pope, the Pope, the Pope, the Pope, the Eastern Orthodox for crying out loud, oh my goodness, the Pope, the Pope, the Pope. Like, we have now the prime opportunity to bring all Christians back into the fold of the one true faith. Now is that time. Now we can show them what it means to be Catholic. Now we can unite. And we can unite at the foot of the cross using this, this Pope, as the example. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.